Welcome to Wayne Zion Lutheran Church in Royal Monticello. This is Sunday, April the 30th, 2023. This service was recorded on April 23rd, the third Sunday of Easter. The sermon is by Pastor Wade Reddy. The accompanist is Pete Temple. The lecture is Lisa Farley. Thank you to Byron Fries for sponsoring this week's broadcast in memory of his parents, Edwin and Lucille Fries. Thank you for joining us today. Hallelujah. Christ is risen. We are so glad to have you here this morning. We have so many things happening here in the worship service. It is a special day. And we have the little guy right up front, Rexton. We're glad to have you today who will be baptized later in the service and communion. What I'd like to do is say hello to you from Eugene and Nancy Poppy, who had a wonderful opportunity to visit with them on Thursday. And I have a greetings from Dean Rickliffs and uh, had an opportunity to visit with Dean as well on Thursday. Learned a lot about our history here at Wayne Zion Lutheran Church. What I'd like to do as a result of visiting Nancy and Eugene Poppy is he gave me his service prayer book from 1958 that was given to him from Pastor Reverend Karen. And so what I'd like for you to do, let us uh, stand. Let's open our hymnals to the front to page 94. And the reason I'm making you stand is I want you to hear these wonderful words from Eugene's uh, service prayer book with regards to confession and forgiveness. Almighty and most merciful Father, we have erred and strayed from thy ways like lost sheep. We have followed too much the devices and the desires of our own hearts. We have offended against thy holy laws. We have left undone those things which we ought to have done, and we've done those things which we ought not to have done. And there is no health in us, but thou, O Lord, have mercy upon us, miserable offenders. Spare thou mercy upon us, miserable offenders. O Lord, have mercy. O God, who confess their faults, restore thou those who are penitent according to thy promises declared unto humankind in Christ Jesus our Lord, and grant, O most merciful Father, for his sake, that we may thereafter live a godly, righteous, and sober life to the glory of thy holy name. Amen. And then turning to page 94, you should already be there. And on 95, let us confess. We confess that we are captive to sin, and cannot free ourselves. We have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us. Forgive us, renew us, and lead us so that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways to the glory of your holy name. Amen. Almighty God, our Heavenly Father, who his great mercy hath promised forgiveness of sins to all of those who heartily repentance and true faith turn unto him, 
Have mercy upon them, pardon and deliver them from all their sins. Confirm and strengthen you in all goodness and bring you to the everlasting life. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. In peace, let us pray to the Lord. For the peace from above and for our salvation, let us pray to the Lord. peace of the whole world, for the well-being of the church of God, and for the unity of all, let us pray to the Lord. For this holy house, and for all who offer here their worship and praise, let us pray to the Lord. Save, comfort, and defend us, gracious Lord. Amen. This is a feast of victory for our God. Alleluia. receive God's holy word for God's holy people. The first reading is from Acts chapter 2 with the following preface. Today's reading is the conclusion of Peter's sermon preached following the giving of the Holy Spirit to the apostles on the day of Pentecost. The center of his preaching is the bold declaration that God has made the crucified Jesus both Lord and Christ. The reading. Peter, standing with the eleven, raised his voice and addressed the crowd. Let the entire house of Israel know with certainty that God has made him both Lord and Messiah, this Jesus whom you crucified. 
Now when they heard this, they were cut to the heart and said to Peter and to the other apostles, Brothers, what should we do? Peter said to them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, so that your sins may be forgiven, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. For the promise is for you, for your children, and for all who are far away, everyone whom the Lord our God calls to him. And he testified with many other arguments and exhorted them, saying, Save yourselves from this corrupt generation. So those who welcomed his message were baptized, and that day about 3,000 persons were added. The word of the Lord. Today we will draw from Psalm 116. I will sing the refrain once, and then we can sing it together, and then we will go. I will call upon the name of the Lord. I will call upon the name of the Lord. I love the Lord who has heard my voice and listened to my supplication. For the Lord has given ear to me. of death entangled me, the anguish of the grave came upon me. I came to grief and sorrow, then I called upon the name of the Lord. Oh Lord, I pray you save my life. things God has done for me. I will lift the cup of salvation and call on the name of the Lord. I will fulfill my vows to the Lord in the presence of all God's people. Precious in your sight, O Lord, is the death of your servants. Truly I am your servant, I am your servant, the child of your handmaid. You have freed me from my bonds. I will offer you the sacrifice of thanksgiving and call upon the name of the Lord. The second reading is from 1 Peter chapter 1, verses 17 to 23, with the following preface. The imagery of exile is used to help the readers of this letter understand that they are strangers in a strange land. Christians no longer belong to this age. Through the death of Christ, we belong to God, so that our focus, faith, and hope are no longer on such things as silver or gold. The reading. If you invoke as Father the one who judges all people impartially according to their deeds, live in reverent fear during the time of your exile. You know that you are ransomed from the feudal ways inherited from your ancestors, not with perishable things like silver or gold, but with the precious blood of Christ, 
like that of a lamb without defect or blemish. He was destined before the foundation of the world, but was revealed at the end of the ages for your sake. Through him you have come to trust in God, who raised him from the dead and gave him glory so that your faith and hope are set on God. Now that you have purified your souls by your obedience to the truth so that you have genuine mutual love, love one another deeply from the heart. You have been born anew, not of perishable, but of imperishable seed through the living and enduring word of God, the word of the Lord. I invite the congregation to be seated for the reading of the gospel. Now on that same day, that glorious Easter morning, two disciples were going to a village called Emmaus, about seven miles from Jerusalem, and they were talking to each other about all the things that had taken place. While they were talking and discussing, Jesus himself came near and went with them, but their eyes were kept from recognizing him. And he said to them, What are you discussing with each other while you are walking along? And they stood still, looking sad. Then one of them, whose name was Cleopas, answered him, Are you the only stranger in Jerusalem who does not know the things that have taken place there in these days? He asked them, What things? They replied, The things about Jesus of Nazareth, who was a prophet, mighty in deed and word before God and all the people, and how our chief priests and leaders handed him over to be condemned to death and crucified him. But we had hoped that he was the one to redeem Israel. Yes, and beside all of this, it is now the third day since these things took place. Moreover, some women of our group astounded us. They were at the tomb early this morning. And when they did not find his body there, they came back and told us that they had indeed seen a vision of angels who said that he was alive. Some of those who were with us went to the tomb and found it just as the women had said, but they did not see him. Then he said to them, Oh, how foolish you are, and how slow to heart to believe all that the prophets have declared. Was it not necessary that the Messiah should suffer these things and then enter into his glory? Then, beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he interpreted them the things about himself in all the scriptures. As they came near to the village to which they were going, he walked ahead as if he were going on. But they urged him strongly, saying, Stay with us, because it is almost evening and the day is nearly over. So he went in to stay with them, and when he was at the table with them, he took bread, blessed it, and broke it, and gave it to them. Then their eyes were opened, and they recognized him, and he vanished from their sight. They said to each other, Were not our hearts burning within us while we were walking, while he was talking to us on the road, while he was opening the scriptures to us? That same hour they got up and returned to Jerusalem, and they found the eleven and their companions gathered together. They were saying, The Lord has risen indeed, and he has appeared to Simon Peter. Then they told what had happened on the road, 
and how he had been made known to them in the breaking of the bread. The gospel of our Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Well, grace and peace to you from God our Father and the risen Lord Jesus Christ. On the road. On the road, that very first Easter day, two of Jesus' disciples, saddened, lost, feeling the loss and disappointment. The one called Jesus. Oh, that great prophet. The one that they thought would save Israel. He was now dead. Yet they were perplexed. And learning that two women from their group had gone to the tomb early in the morning and found the stone had been rolled away by the angel and no body was found. What they found was a vision of angels with the message, He is alive. How puzzling. How puzzling and doubtful. What were they make of all these things that they had heard? And now joined with a man who has absolutely no idea of the things that have just taken place? Or did he? I want to take us from that scene, if you will, and join with me, and we're going to leap ahead 40 days. And we're going to come to this period, the last time in which the risen Lord Jesus Christ will be with his disciples before ascending into heaven to be seated at the right hand of God the Father. He is with the disciples and he shares with them, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. You will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And you will be able to be my witnesses to all God's people. And not only this, but you are to go and you are to baptize all the nations in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. And I will be with you to the end of the age. Then ten days later, from 50 days out from Jesus' resurrection, the Holy Spirit is given as Jesus promised. And doubt is replaced with faith in the nurturing gift of the Holy Spirit. In our first reading, Peter, who was once doubtful himself, was the greatest witness of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And here in chapter 2 of the book of Acts, Peter stands before the leaven and he begins to raise his voice and he shares the message from that prophet Joel. In the last days, God declares, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh, then everyone who calls on the name of Jesus will be saved. Peter then shares the gospel. But he shares with them how the gospel came to be. That it was the chief priests who had Jesus arrested. And it was the very people there in that place who not so long ago 
had yelled out, crucify him, crucify him. The people were cut to the heart, just as Judas was after his heinous betrayal of the one he called Lord. And they responded, what should we do? What should we do? And Peter shared from the Lord, you are to repent and to be baptized so that your sins may be forgiven and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is at work here today. I think Kendra and Adam, we had talked about many opportunities when we were going to get together and have Rexton baptized. And it landed on this particular day. Oh, the Holy Spirit is at work. We thought it was just a matter of getting all the family together, but God had something else in mind. That this was going to be the day. This day, the third Sunday of Easter, when Peter shares with them, what should we do? You are to, be, you are to repent. And wasn't it wonderful to use that old prayer service book from Eugene Poppy that he got from, from Pastor Karen? To hear those words of thou and thee, words that we could understand that we're not worthy, but we are forgiven. And now, to have this opportunity within today's service to witness, for you and I are witnesses to Rexton Matthew Recker's baptism, new life in Christ. And the renewing of our baptismal promises from God. Many of us were not baptized in, uh, later in life. It came very early as infants. We don't remember. For some of us, we do. I was almost five years old. And on that particular day, as Peter addressed the crowds, 3,000 came forward. Today... Rexton will be brought forward by his parents, Kendra and Adam. And in our own baptism, faith was planted deep within our hearts. In Luther's small catechism with regards to the third article of the Apostles' Creed, I believe in the Holy Spirit, Luther writes, I, I believe that I cannot by my own understanding or effort believe in Jesus Christ my Lord or come to him, but the Holy Spirit has called me through the gospel and enlightened me with his gifts and sanctified and kept me in one true faith. The Holy Spirit is at work in us. Our faith comes from God moving toward us. Peter cannot be more clear about this in the second reading. It is God in Christ through his precious blood spilled on the cross, given freely for us. Like that of a lamb without defect or blemish is sacrificed for the whole community, the ancient community, for the forgiveness of sins. And when is it done? In the last days. Revealed at the end of the ages. This is the time. We are in the end of the ages. We are at the age 
It was revealed for us for such a time as this. This is the time that we live. And this is the time that they lived in 50 days after Jesus' resurrection. The pouring out, the giving of the Holy Spirit that we come to trust in God who raised Jesus from the dead. So that your faith and your hope is set on God. God comes to you. Now, let's go back to the road from Jerusalem moving away towards Emmaus. The disciples, two of them, are deeply saddened. They're lost. They're doubting. They're wondering what has happened. The world has shifted. The one that was anointed, the one who was called the Messiah, was now dead. It was not until they heard Jesus' words, Jesus coming to them, God coming to them in their sadness, their loneliness, their hurtfulness. They were moving away from Jerusalem. Could be fear. And here's where God meets them on that road. God meets us. And isn't it interesting? Jesus opened up the scriptures, talked about Moses and all the prophets. And then when they convinced this traveler who seemed to know the scriptures, they wanted him to join them. And Jesus, just as he did with the 5,000 sitting along the shore at the, at the Sea of Galilee, Jesus, just as he did in the upper room with his disciples, Jesus takes bread and he gives thanks and he breaks it and he gives it to them. And somehow their eyes are open. The Lord is there with them. And then he vanishes. Jesus is on his way to Galilee. So many things going on in this Easter time for us to unpack and to understand that we have a God who comes to us, who pours out the gift of the Holy Spirit upon us, who gave us the gift of Jesus, God's only Son, who died for us so that we may have life and to have it abundantly through the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. These are the gifts that Rexton will receive this day in the name of our Lord. Amen. But united in the hope and the joy, the resurrection, let us pray for the church, the world, and all in need. You'll find these prayers printed on the back of your cover of your Celebrate insert. Ever-present God, you make yourself known in the breaking of the bread and the bonds of community. Reveal yourself to us in the faces of all we meet. Strengthened by your body and blood, let us boldly live out your good news. Hear us, O God. As we know you in the breaking of the bread, we know you in grains of the fields and flowing waters. Care for the earth you lovingly created. Strengthen those who safeguard threatened land and waterways. Hear us, O God. Mercy is great. 
You are the authority to whom we dedicate our lives. Help us to keep the needs of those most vulnerable at the forefront of our community. Move us to care for any who are disregarded or oppressed. Hear us, O God. Mothering God, you feed and comfort those who are hungry. Open the hearts of those who hoard resources and lead them to share your abundance. We pray for anyone hungering for your comfort and presence this day. Hear us, O God. You pour out your love on those who are oppressed, support the comfort, anyone who is marginalized in their gender or sexuality, those whose stories are not believed. Form this community to listen faithfully and speak honestly to our ministry together. Hear us, O God. We remember with thanksgiving all your beloved saints. As, we have as you have raised them to eternal life, abide with us in your promised resurrection. Hear us, O God. Rejoicing in the victory of Jesus' resurrection, we lift up our prayers and praise to you, Almighty and Eternal God, through Jesus Christ, our risen Lord. And I with that, let us rise and receive this blessing. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord's face shine upon you, be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. And may you bowl well. In peace, share the good news as we are with Rexton and his family. Thanks be to God. Liturgy, copyright 2021, Augsburg Fortress, all rights reserved. Music and lyrics reprinted with permission under one license, number A-729734, all rights reserved.